You are now listening to the Demo Table Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Demo Tape Podcast. As always, you can subscribe to the Demo Tape Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever else you get podcasts. Uh, remember, after you subscribe, to leave the show a five star rating and a review because I'd like to know how we're doing and uh, if you feel so inclined. And also, if you want to hit up the voicemail hotline that I got to leave any comments, questions, concerns you might have. That number is 850-270-8269. I will look forward to hearing from you. Got an excellent show today. Special edition show, really. Um, Normally, I release on Thursdays, but this one's going to be coming out a little bit earlier. Because I got a lot that's on my mind, really, that I wanted to get off. And I have a guest joining me. So, to do that, to help me do that. So, without further ado, I'd like to introduce my man, 50 Grand. All right, what's going on, man? Welcome back to the show, G. Man, glad to be back. What's going on, everybody? Yeah, chilling. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, we, we've been chopping it up this weekend, man. And there's been a lot that we've been talk, going back and forth about, especially regarding, like, this Amber Geiger stuff. So, you know, we're just going to get into that a little bit later. But uh, All right. what you been up to, bro? You know, since since the last time we had you on the demo tape, which was what you been up to, what you been doing? Training, mm. training, and more training. Yeah, man, sparring and working out, uh, working out down at the wild card. Yeah, uh, working under uh, former three times a week, right? You in there getting it in three times a yeah. week, getting to work three times a week. Right, right, right. But I'm working under uh, Joe Kim Alcine. Okay, so I'm working under him. And uh, we just, yeah, man, we're going to work, sparring three times a week now. Mm. So Working up to maybe get some, like, amateur fights, right? That's what, that's what the next goal is? Uh, at, this, at this level, possibly, more than likely, it'll just be a lot of sparring up until a pro license and then pro fights and a lot of sparring in between fights. Okay. You know, okay. I'm a little too old. <laughs> I'm a little too old to be in the amateurs, you know what I'm saying? True, true, but I, I mean, I'm ignorant to how the whole process works, so that's why I just was asking, you know. Uh, right. But yeah, man, so you really into the boxing, so we're going, obviously, we're going to talk about the uh, Errol Spence, Sean Porter fight that just happened. I actually didn't get to see the fight, um, but you did, so I want to pick your brain about that. But yeah, before we move on okay. to the first talks, I just want to remind everybody to go ahead, and uh, if you haven't already, to subscribe to the show, uh, go ahead, if you're on your Apple iPhone, go ahead and hit that at Apple Podcasts, go ahead and subscribe. Same thing for you Google Android users out there. And as well, like I said, you can get it on Spotify and YouTube. So yeah, our man talking to boxing, you know what I'm saying? Getting into that. Okay. 
Errol Spence, Sean Porter had a fight this weekend. I totally forgot about it until you were like, yo, man, you watching the fight? Like, nah, I totally forgot it was happening. But uh, according to you, it was a good fight, man. So, so, so take me like, how do you say, like, it's 12 rounds. So take me like, let's do a quarter of the fight. So like round one through four, like what was happening? Because it was, it, it, tur- it sounds, judging from you, that the fight was way more competitive than uh, we both anticipated. Or maybe, I, I'm going to say we both. I know I didn't anticipate it being that competitive. But go ahead, bro. Take it away. I feel like uh, rounds one through four were the guys filling out each other. Well, I think, no, I take that back. Rounds one through four were Earl Spence trying to feel how he could counterpunch and uh, find an answer to Porter's pressure because Sean Porter came like a racehorse, like a thoroughbred. He came out the gate just just throwing, throwing, taking angles, uh, roughing them up. Oh, man, it was uh, was amazing. So do you so think- yeah, one through four was him. Yeah, trying to find an answer to the uh, to the pressure Porter put out. Do you think that uh, Errol Spence ex- didn't expect Sean Porter to come out? Did it did it look like he was taken by surprise by by Sean Porter's fast start and aggressive start? That did he come out expecting the fight to go one tempo and he just get hit with something else? And he the first four rounds you were just like yo this dude like was it clear to you early on? Nah, that Sean think, Porter was going to be like no. it was going to be a close fight. Nah, I think I think Earl Spence was more surprised of the fact that he hit him with some really good shots. He put in some really good body work even early on in the fight, and it didn't slow him down. So he was more surprised of, damn, this dude is still coming at me, uh, roughing me up. On these crazy, and then hit, he was counter punching. He was connecting and really hitting and hurting Spence. So he was really surprised that he couldn't slow him down. That's what that was. So, okay, hold on, maybe I'm, not, I'm tripping. So you're saying Spence was surprised that that he couldn't slow down, slow Porter, down. Porter down. But you said Porter was hitting him with the strong, with the stronger, better shots. Yes. Dang. And so, okay, so after so after the fourth round, the fill out. The fill-out period, then what happens from rounds five to eight? Take me through that. Man, truth be told, for, man, I would say one through t- 12, it was one pace. And honestly, Porter set the, set the pace. So four through eight, it was the exact same thing. If Errol Spence did mount a comeback or start to counterpunch or land counterpunches, Porter would immediately retaliate mm. with counterpunches of his own. Um yeah, he was like the general in that. Um, Jeez, he didn't really give him any. Yeah, he didn't really give him any. Uh, any quarter. Porter pushed the. He pushed the fight literally. He pushed Spence everywhere he wanted him to go. Roughed him up, and just really, uh, he flustered him, dude. It was a good fight. So what is what was your scoring at that time of the fight? By round eight, I had Porter up. By round eight, I had. Yeah, I had Porter up one. You had him up one? Yeah, I had him up one round, yeah. And then, okay. And then, so, the official score, so then, obviously, the the knockdown, there's a knockdown that happens in round 11. Right. Right, and you said it was more like, like just like a flash, or it wasn't really nothing that was set up through moves that kind of just happened? Yeah, it, yeah. Errol, he... He landed a lucky punch. That was a lucky 
flash knockdown. Um, it, it was kind of like when Zab Judah caught Floyd and Floyd's glove touched the ground. Yeah, he kind of just stumbled like back a little. Just, yeah, it was like that. It mm. was like that, but except, you know, uh, Porter's knees buckled. But before he could fall, his strength kept him up. Before he could fall, he caught himself and his glove had touched the mat. So. Okay. And yeah. at that point in going into round 11, you had to fight even? Ah, uh, yeah, I did. I did because it was a lot of back and forth. Like I said, it wasn't like it wasn't like Porter was just had was bullying him and just completely took over the fight. I mean, like I said, Spence would counter. He would try and do some things. But what I'm saying is the way Spence would normally fight other guys and mm-hmm. dominate. Mm-hmm. Porter just completely neutralized it. If Spence landed anything, Porter would retaliate immediately. Literally, like if Spence landed a punch, Porter landed the very next punch he threw. Damn. So he was engaging. Yeah. He was engaging uh, Errol Spence every step of the way, every second of the fight, pretty much. Like you said, it was constant pressure. Wow. Yes, yes. It was back and forth though, because Spence he would mount good body work. Like uh, you know what? I'll go back to the first four rounds. He actually, I think he out threw Porter by thirty or forty punches. He had landed a hundred and twenty something punches by round four, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, and most of those were to the body. So he did his thing, but Porter was just more, he was more impressive. He was busier and he was the general in the ring, man. So that's why I had him up until the knockdown. And then round 12, you gave to who? Uh, yeah, round 12 was Spence. Yeah. So he won. Round 12 was Spence. I gave that to Spence. So dang. So he took the last two rounds and owned in the victory. Okay. Okay. Um, Dang. I really wish I had watched the fight. So for me, I thought that it would be a tough. So like I text you when you text me the split decision and you saying how the knockdown saved him. I didn't think that he would need a knockdown to save him. But I thought that it could be one of those fights where it was a split decision. Because the way that the, the style that Sean Porter has, man, like he's just going to muddy it up for every type of opponent. You know what I'm saying? And exactly. if you're a type of fighter that like likes to take breaks in between your action like it's gonna look like he's dominating you. It's gonna look very bad because he's not gonna let he's not gonna give you those breathers that you like to reset and you know and all that other stuff. So right. I don't know all the back, the boxing terminology of what I'm trying to say, but you know what I mean. Like dudes that kind of throw some combos, but then they reset and then they now nah, he's not giving like you said. So yeah. you're saying in those pauses and there was no pauses in action. It seemed like even so. Yeah, if I'm, I'm trying to visualize what you're saying, like if there was a if there was an exchange that maybe. Spence got the best of exactly. Sean Porter was right there, just letting you know, like I'm still here. He's just a pesky fighter, so very pesky, very pesky, very uh, fluttery, jittery, and yeah, it's very much in his face. There was, there was absolutely option. I would say there was no gaps in Porter's work at all. Like mm. from bell to bell, Porter was working. Like yeah, and I and I, I and 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 if we had done a like normally we try to do a show before the fight and after, but if we'd have said before the fight what you thought, I would have, I would have said exactly that. Like he's gonna be on him like Marcos, like a Marcos Maidana style fighter. They're like they're just gonna be in every fight simply because of how they fight. They they just like you said right. take angles, throw weird punches, push you up against the ropes, do inside work. Like they're just always busy. So you know. The fact that you're telling me he needed a knockdown to do it, though, like that kind of to kind of get a split decision, that makes me wonder if like, uh oh, if this was more than just that, though, because 
I figured he would struggle, but I thought he would eventually, you know, there would be a long stretch of rounds where he'd pitch a shutout. Like, how many rounds do you have him winning consecutively, at, if at all, if any, during the fight? Oh, no. And, 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 and we didn't even talk about it. What was your official score for the fight and versus the official score? My official score of the fight. Uh, I, don't, I didn't have it on pen and pass, so I can't tell you. Oh. But I had it, I had it even until he got knocked down. Okay. And then I, what was the, I didn't even get the official score of the fight. Hold on, let me look it up. Yeah, normally I would sit down and judge the fights and score them, but I didn't. Uh, um, hold on. Uh, Spence Porter official. I want to know the score. Because I didn't know. I didn't know the scoring. You said split decision. Errol Spencer and Sean Porter scorecards. Here we go. 111-116 for Spence. 115-112 for Sean Porter. And then 111-116 for Spence. That was a split decision. And I'm sure you didn't have it that close. I mean, that far. Well, I mean, that's really only a round difference. Yeah, well, that's, no, it's actually, I want to say it's two rounds difference. So, but two guys saw it two different ways. Yeah, well, yes, two rounds difference. Yeah, you're right. Because, yeah, because it should be 115, 113, but it's 115, 112. On a couple of the scorecards, they have Spence winning rounds 10 through 12. Well, shoot, on the other scorecard, they got him winning every round from round 8 to 12. So, yeah, you're right. There is wow. there is scorecards that see it totally different. Uh, maybe they didn't give him enough. Maybe they didn't give, uh, especially on this one right here, the 116-111 scorecards. They got him pitching a shutout down the stretch. Yeah. So, but anyway, I'm talking to you. So, anyways, um, you had the fight closer than that because you felt like, Sean Porter was controlling the 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 tempo and the tenor of the fight. Yes, sir. Yep. All right. You know what I'm saying? Dang. So going forward, what you expect from both of these guys? Like the outlook. Like what you think? Oh uh, well. For 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 Spence, since this was kind of like uh oh, like a like a struggle fight. What do you think he does next? If you can, you know. Well, he's fighting Danny Garcia next. Oh, he that's is. Been, uh, yeah, that's already been Ooh. said. Huh? He'll, so he's fighting Danny Garcia. Yeah, he'll be that easy. Yeah, really easy, I think. But um, I would like to see a rematch, but I don't think he'll get the rematch. And Sean Porter was giving hints of retiring. So. Because he felt like yeah. he'd be getting jobbed. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> in short, right. Yeah, man, because he goes in, he puts, uh, he puts in this insane amount of work like prior to the fight and then you give it your all during the fight to for this to happen. I mean it was I mean he just got caught kinda like Marvin Hagley when he fought uh uh you know I forgot who I forgot now man. Please help me. Sugar Ray. Yeah Sugar Ray. Sugar yeah, Ray yeah. yeah 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 Sugar Ray Leonard yeah when he when he was like after he lost he just retired because he couldn't get the rematch. Cause right. he was a pressure fighter too, right? If I'm if I'm not mistaken. You know, of my he was so Robert you know. Mark, it's, there yeah. seems to be a lack of respect 
for the the pressure style versus the guy who you know flurries and tries to be more efficient with his punches or more clean with his style. I don't know. I think you should reward both based on if the if it's the guy's style. I mean, you got to go off of previous fights. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't if he switched it up for that fight. Maybe you get what I'm trying to say. Like guys come to the, with their fight with their own style, so it's like okay, this is how Sean Porter fights. Is he being effective fighting this way versus? How have I seen Errol Spence fight previously? Is he being effective his way? And if they don't match up, then I feel like you have to kind of just give the fight. Not off of, I don't know, some preconceived notions. That tends to be the case in boxing sometimes with the judges. Like the scoring can be off. You're like, yo, what? How did you see that like that? But, you know, that questions the uh, credibility of the the sport. We don't want to do that. We're just here just to chop it up and talk about boxing, man. So, since we're on the subject of boxing, though, uh, Wilder Ortiz 2 is coming up November 23rd. Yo, I'm not missing that at all. I'm not missing that at all. Sure. Nah, I don't know. I don't know who's going to win because I didn't see the yeah. first fight. I didn't see the first fight, so I don't know who's going to win. i seen the highlights of it, though. i seen a lot of knockdowns, a lot of stun. Dudes were stunned and wobbly. Yo, it was a classic, it looked like. But what can we expect, dog? For those that are not, you know, um, boxing purists. Well, you you can't expect too too much different from Wilder. Wilder gets in there, and like he said at the uh, at the Spence Porter fight when he was getting interviewed, I'm gonna do this exact same thing I did last time, and that's exactly what he's gonna do. Get in there and try and land the right hand. Uh, I'm looking for <laughs> Yo, man, why are you so dismissive of that? You like get in there and land the right hand? Like, you just like like that's that. all he does. That's you, all that wins the fights. You said that you said that like when, you had no respect for his style. Because he ain't, I mean, look, the man, he's blessed with power. Yeah, yeah, he is blessed with that. Mm. He's not a boxer. I feel like he's just, he's beating these subpar guys. He's punching through these guys. These guys have subpar skill, you know, until he fought Luis Ortiz. Now, granted, he beat Ortiz, but Ortiz gave him a lot of problems. Ortiz, at one point, I felt, had him knocked out on his feet. Mm. Um, and on that note, what I'm looking for from Ortiz is a bigger gas tank because Ortiz has the skill. He has box, he's, a, he's a skilled boxer like Tyson Fury. He's, uh, uh, he's sneaky. He's elusive. And he's powerful. And he can lace his combos up. He can change his style to be uh, more defensive or more aggressive. So I'm just looking for him to have more of a gas tank. You know, yeah, all right. Yeah, so okay, cool. But you pick you picking Ortiz to win though. I want Ortiz to win. I I can't really pick a side on this man because mm. all Wilder got to do is touch you. Yeah, it seems that way. It, it seems can be that round way. one, round ten, round twelve. All he got to do is touch you. It seems that way. Because <laughs> that Tyson Fury yeah. fight, it seemed like man, like every time he connected with that joint, like Buddy went out for the count. I'm like, geez. Like that thing just detonates. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. And and yeah. and but that's one thing that you know, I I seen Wilder fight. I think he's a bum. Like as far as boxing skill goes, uh, but like you said, he's got the great equalizer. He's got power. So like, I hope I, I just hope you know, I just hope that if this is what I'll say about it, I'll just hope that if Ortiz is the better fighter, I just hope that he wins on that night. Cause I I just want to see better boxers win fights. You know what I mean? 
Exactly. Yeah, I don't. I mean, yeah, right yeah. Like, I think a lot of people. I'm not a. You know, we're not boxing like just regular everyday fans. So, a lot of people just get caught up with a knockout, and that's cool. That Wilder can give you the shock factor, and that's cool. That's that's like that's we were talking about styles like a, a few minutes ago, and that's great that that's his style, you know. But I don't know. I just like to see some guys with skills kind of beat him. You know what I mean? Just because he needs to elevate his game. Because against Tyson Fury, you know, that's all, like you said, that's kind of all he did was land the right hand. That's the only thing he did was land the right hand. Like, he did nothing else. For the rest of that fight, it just was a few moments when he landed that right hand. Boom, boom. And then there it was. And he equalized his his chances to win the fight and somehow got a draw, even though I don't think I I got to go back and watch that fight. I don't think I 100% agree with a draw. But... Man, no. Yeah, but I he was... Tyson winning rounds one through until the time he got knocked down. Yeah, but like you said, he was definitely Easily. getting outclassed. Like, he was definitely outclassed, you know? And it's like, wow, like yeah. this is our heavyweight champion. Like, this is the guy that is going to represent, like, the heavyweight champion, American, United States heavyweight. It's like, yo... Nah, bro, we need, there's more than that out there that can beat you, you know? But then again, maybe not. I don't know. I don't have faith in a guy that's just one-dimensional, though. So I'm hoping that if Ortiz can make the adjustments, like, what adjustments do you think he should make for this next fight that you saw, like, having watched the first fight that you think he should make Um, for the second fight? Obviously, stay away from the right hand, I mean, but. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, during camp, during camp, train, fight a guy of uh, similar height. Uh, similar style and just slip the right hand. Slip, don't block it. He's going to punch through your guard. You know what I'm saying? You can't let him touch you with the right hand. <laughs> in fact, in fact, you should position yourself in such a way that it'll entice him to throw the right hand so you can counter punch him and knock him out. Because he, when he throws his right hand, he all off balance. He's off balance. His chin is up. His mouth is open. Mm. All his body's exposed. You know, somebody like Tyson would dissect this nigga. I, mean, I, I hope I could say that. Yeah, nah, man. Come on, man. Yeah, man. Whatever. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, somebody like Tyson would dissect him, dude. And, yeah. So, yeah. Just or so Slip the right hand. Slip the right hand and tire him out by slipping the right hand. They knock him out. Get him out of here. You know how that, you know how what people say, man, it's easier said than done. It is. Yeah. But I hope you're right, though. And I'm going to watch that. Yeah, I believe it can be done. I believe it can be done because Tyson Fury did it all all for like, what, two times? He did it. Yeah. He did it. And he was outboxing him and everything. He was was doing it. He was doing it. And Wilder was looking like a lumbering oaf. You know what I'm saying? Just throwing that right hand and missing. Huh? Tyson Fury's problem was he got too cocky. That's why he got caught with it. Mm. Because he knew he could slip it. He got too cocky and complacent. Yeah, he was like a lumbering oaf, man. Yeah, just like like a like a Frankenstein around the ring, just lunging, throwing that right hand. I was like, I was so disgusted, man. I was so disgusted with yeah. that dude. So I'm anticipating, like you yeah. said, you say my man got a little boxing skills, could put together some combinations. I'm gonna be looking forward to seeing that because I I don't know, you know, I don't want to prey on the downfall of any brother, but then he and then he kinda be talking reckless. I kinda don't like the way Wilder talks reckless. And you know, I like trash talk, but Yo, I'm, I want to catch a body in the ring. Like, ah, I think you kind of wildin'. And I get it. I get it. But you kind of wildin', dog. Like, just to me putting that out there. Like, yo, I, w- I want to catch a body in the ring. I want to kill somebody. Like, yo. Well, we we talking about a dude from a town called Tuscaloosa. 
Yeah, why? I mean, come on, bro. That ain't. There's some smart people from down <laughs> nah, south, like, man. Just, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I just not, he. It's just him, man. I just don't like the stuff that I don't like the antics that he resorts to to try to like sell himself and his brand. Sometimes I don't like the stuff that he does. Yeah, you know. I yeah. feel like he's just not an articulate person. Period. Because when he was when he was getting interviewed at this Earl Spence fight, the Sean Porter fight. uh just nothing he said made sense. Like the girl, the, the interviewer <laughs> had him and Magic Johnson in front of each other, and she asked him things. Like she asked him things. Nothing made sense. Absolutely nothing. He answered none of her questions. Before, <laughs> don't do what he said. I'm, I'm going to go do the exact same thing I did last time. So. Yeah, maybe that is what it is. But him talking about he want to catch a body in the ring, like I just don't think that's something you should be putting out there in the world. Because I don't think anybody should. I mean, I, I just don't believe that people, aside from like a select few, you know, serial killers, I don't believe people want to kill people. So like, don't put it out there that you want to kill somebody, man. Because you know, you know what I'm saying. Like, if that actually happens, then you got to deal with that. And it ain't as I don't know what I just don't like the fact that he keeps bringing it up. You know what I mean? Like before a fight, like he keeps like I want to kill somebody. Get your body, You're like yo, man, chill, like chill, man, for real. Because when if that joint happens, well, like you it know could, what that oh, is, dude, that's fight height. That's fight yeah, height. but man, that's I'm telling height. you, man, there's certain things you just shouldn't say, dog. Like, like, cause, cause like you talking about. Okay, I, I know this is a bad example, but but remember, old girl from uh, uh, MMA, uh, Ronda Rousey. Yeah, and all that trash she was talking, and she called old girl a bitch, and she was just gangster, like she and she got that ass whoop, and like she just wanted to jump off a roof, like she wanted to kill herself. Yeah, she wanted to die. Yeah, yeah. she wanted to die because it's, it's like, yo, I get you're trying to sell a fight, I get it, and there's levels you can sell a fight without just taking it too far, and I think sometimes people take it too far. Like I thought, I thought Antonio Brown, uh, not Antonio Brown, uh, Adrian Broner sometimes took it too far. Like when you had my man Paulie side pieces, like he was getting at his side pieces. I thought that was a bit much because I'm like, yo, man. And uh, yeah, I'm serious. I, I think Wilder, like every time reassuring us that he's gonna catch a body in the ring and that's his that's his goal. I'm like, man, what is wrong with you, bro? Like, chill. I don't like that. I think that's a bit much. Like, just talk trash, man. Like, you know, you can say you want to get the knockout, but you don't want to. Come on, man. You don't want to kill nobody because that's that's permanent. And, you know, you just doing a sport that you, you know, want to, that you love or whatever, that you just do for money or whatever his reason why he does it. But don't, and then, you know, you a big black man too, and you just like, I want to kill him. It's just, it just looks bad to me. I was like, yo, bro, chill out with it that. Does. You know what I'm saying? Like, just chill yeah. out with that, dog. Like, yeah. just chill out. Not, not to mention the fact that you're right. He's not very articulate. So it's like, just stop, man. I don't know. Like cut that monkey shit off, you embarrassing us. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's man. how I feel. They're <laughs> for real, man. I just feel like sometimes, and then even in the ring, like his skills are lacking, and he's very a skill deficient fighter. But anyway, yeah, yeah. and you know what? He's gonna fuck around and be the body somebody else catch with them subpar skills because yeah. power. I mean, it don't really take much power. All you got to do is hit the right person. You can hit a person the right way, mm. and they out of here. Mm. They out of here, dog. So you know he talking like you say he talking real reckless, but somebody gonna humble him here soon. 
All right. Before we switch topics, though, I want to uh, let everybody know that you can subscribe to the Demote podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Remember, after you know, you go check us out on one of those platforms. Remember to rate and review the show. Let me know how I'm doing. Drop me, you know, that five star review. And uh, if you feel so inclined, you can also hit the voicemail line and you hear us talking about boxing or any conversation that you hear on the demo tape. If you want to drop your two cents in, you could do that at 850-270-8269. Yeah, man. So, yo, so in the news, I don't know if how many of you guys out there listening have heard about the Amber Geiger trial. I'm sure now it's starting to get national waves because the trial's begun. It started this week. Um, But for those of you that don't know, uh, Amber Geiger is a former police officer who worked for the Dallas Police Department. And uh, on September 6, 2018, she went she was coming home from work and her she alleges that she didn't know where her apartment building was at. And she was going to go into her apartment. And when she entered her apartment, she thought that there was somebody in her apartment trying to, you know, rob her or hurt her. So she shot and killed uh, his name is. Botham Jean, you know, he's a 26 year old dude from St. Lucia, black brother, and he was just chilling in his crib and she came in there. She thought it was hers. She shot him twice in the chest and he died thereafter on the I think maybe en route to the hospital. Uh, he died. And so she's on trial for she. So she didn't get arrested initially uh, until like three days later Then she got arrested on a manslaughter warrant. She was released three hundred thousand dollar bond and her trial began this week. And uh, this is really striking a chord with me. Uh, and, I, and I was talking to you earlier, Art, so I know it's striking a chord with you on a, no, on a number of reasons. But I'll give you, the, I'll let you know, I just want to hear, what, just you stay your, your piece first so I could just bounce up off of you. But like, what, what about this case? Because um, you've, you've heard a lot of the, her testimony, as I have. What is it about this case, though, that's got you kind of like feeling away? <laughs> well, the fact that she says she was at the wrong apartment. She thought it was her apartment. She was at the wrong apartment. Um, I'm not buying it. And I really think she's lying. Police, uh, <laughs> are you think, wait, 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 to be and have to be just, go, just, go just for the, Sorry. just for the sake of conversation, I have to ask you this dog. Cause you know, you know, I try to, we're trying to do our thing over here, but are you saying that because, you know, given the background in our community, the black community that we have and the relationship that we tend to have with the police, are you saying, are you admitting that, that you have a level of bias on that? Or are you saying, are you trying to be as objective as possible when saying that, you know, you get what I'm trying to ask you? Like, are you just saying this because you feel like of your own personal feelings? Or are you saying this because you're like, yo, dog, this doesn't make any sense at all. You know what I mean? Because uh, I'm admitting for me, for me, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm throwing my bias in there. I'm like, yo, man, come on. You know what I'm saying? Like, I am because it, like because of the reasons that you, because of what you just said, it doesn't make sense. But go ahead. I'll, I'll give it back to you. Well, you know, how, again, like you said, we talked, you know how I feel, but to be as uh, unbiased as possible, it's just, it just literally doesn't make sense. Apparently, she had the apartment. She was renting the apartment for two months. So, yeah. you go to the same place every day for two months. For two months. But this day, you don't, I don't know, nothing's off. <laughs> you don't, you know, you go to the door, you try to put your key in, it doesn't work. You don't see familiar landmarks because you parked in the same parking spot. You have to walk the same way to your apartment. Yeah, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like you yeah. take the same walkways. Or maybe she doesn't, but 
She is lying, dude. Yeah, I don't. And what's up? Now I'm saying, like, listening to her testimony, I I didn't feel that confident either. For this, like you said, for the simple fact that, like, it's the landmark thing. It's the thing of it's the natural. It's like you just know. I don't know how to describe it. You just know when you're not in the right place. Setting. Yeah, you yeah. know, like this is not my house. This is not my car. Like a car. Like I said, I was me. And you talked about it. you. Your car can be you. you it could be the same color, same everything, same rims, and like you would you get to it, and when you put your key in, and when your key doesn't work, you're kind of looking around, and maybe you're looking in the car, like you're looking around, like what? Why is this, oh, it's not my car? Like you're not gonna exactly. the moment you try to unlock your car, if it don't work, you're not just gonna be like this is my car and go get a crowbar and bust the window out, and then by the time you done bust the window out, unlock the door and sat down, you're like. Oh, this ain't my car. Do you want people oh, to believe? Snap. It's not my car. Yeah, then you want people to believe like you weren't trying to steal the car. It's like, yo, what? Well, I, yeah, you may have a similar car, but why did you bust the window out? Why did you? And that's the yeah. that's the problem that I have with her. That's the problem that I have with her. And, and then her white woman, te- her white is, woman tears like she turned the white woman tears on on cue when talking about right. it. You know, and I'm like, come on, man, come on, come on, man. Uh, now my thing is, my thing is, she wasn't even. Impaired, like no, she wasn't. And they drunk or on drugs, or yeah. During, and they no, no. And during her testimony, they asked her that. They asked her those questions. They asked her. They said, "So were you extra tired today? No. Is there anything wrong with your hearing? No. Is there anything wrong with your sight? No. Is there you were in good health that day? Yeah, I was feeling fine. I was just a little tired, but you were you weren't gonna go home and go to sleep. She was like, "No, I was gonna go home and go to the gym. I was gonna change and go to the gym. So like, okay, so you were good." So how the hell did you just stumble, fumble, and bumble into this man's house and then kill him? And then you want us to believe it? Like, oh, the hardest thing for me to think about is like she's saying, in in essence, she's saying, I murdered this man, and basically, I just guys want you guys to believe, like, I just didn't know where I was. Like, I just didn't know. I'm sorry. Like, I didn't realize where I was, and I murdered this guy's dead. So please forgive me. But I didn't know where I was. That's what. That's her defense. Is I just. And then she said. Go ahead, bro. No, I'm, I'm I'm listening to you. I want to play this sound uh, right quick, though, too, so we can okay. we can we can get a bit of your reaction. We can talk about this sound too. This is this is a sound from her trial, um, and some of the questions she was asked. Just like a question she was asked in her response. So then you said you saw him walking. Yes. Coming towards you. Yes. Okay, and then you said that at about here, from here to where you were at the door, that's where that's when you decided to shoot twice. Yes, sir. Okay. That's called a double tap, right? Yes, sir. Is that what you were intending? Yes, sir. That's your training, isn't it? It's what we're trained to do. It's training. Double tap maximizes the lethality of your shooting, doesn't it? Yes, sir. I mean, it's better than one shot to the heart. Um, I just did what I was trained to do. Because you resort to training, right? Yes, I do. Uh, You rely on your training? Yes, sir. It aids you? Yes, sir. And in crisis, you resort to your training? Sir. So you knew when you were shooting that gun that you were using deadly force against Mr. Jean? At the, yes, it was a threat at the time. Ma'am, will you answer my questions, please? Now, did you, did you hear that at the very end when she said he was a threat at the time? That's the, that's the thing that's taken me for a loop, too, why I think that she's going to um, be acquitted. Because... Um, yes, sir. Because... I'm sorry. Because... She's getting she's going to get the benefit of the doubt because she's a cop. And also they're trying to reframe the narrative that 
what well, what if he was a legitimate threat? You know what I'm saying? Like that's how they're trying to spin it to try to get her off. Like, hey, but what would you do if you? Th- okay, yeah, okay, I okay. I know she went to the wrong apartment, but what if you did that? And would you know what I'm saying? It's, they're trying to take a put a weird. Yo, man, white supremacy has a weird way of trying to spin and flip stuff and twist it, and that is what they're trying to do with this. Because the dude, no matter what she thought that he was a threat, and she does repeatedly refer to him as a threat throughout her testimony, even on the nine one one call, she kept making a reference like on her nine one one call. She pretty much all she said the whole call was, "I don't know where I was. I thought I was in my apartment. I thought I was in my apartment." That's what she kept saying over and over and over. Like she called in and she, she said what happened. She was like, yeah, I killed him. I shot somebody. And then she just immediately was like, I thought I was in my apartment. I thought I was in my apartment. And the cop was like, is he alive? I thought I was in my apartment. That's all she said for like like five minutes. And I'm like, okay. In my mind, she's trying to sell it. She's trying to sell it. And I say that with all bias, dog. Because I know people going to be like, well, come on, man. Like, do you think she really? Hey, man, cops have in. What is it? White supremacists have infiltrated the police department. So I don't put anything past anybody in this country with the access to stuff that we have, with the type of racial history this country has, with the type of narrative that police, the type of uh, relationship black community has with the police. I don't put I don't put any of that past that for her to bust up in this because it just it's the perfect accident, you know. Right. Yeah, yeah, dude. I feel like there was something more sinister behind that, um, because like I was saying earlier, you don't uh, park in the same on the same level of a parking garage in the same spot and walk up or down the same stairs on the same sidewalk for two months straight, and you don't make these types of mistakes. Maybe a weekend, not too much. In it. You just don't do that. Uh, you're not impaired. Be a police officer. Police officers are trained to be some of the most situationally aware people, period. Exactly. You need to tell me. So you are completely sober. You're not high. Exactly. You're not impaired in any way. And you just happen to go to the wrong apartment. So you don't put your key into the key slot and turn it and see that it doesn't work. And then, uh, and nah. then apparently, apparently, uh, uh, Mr. Gene here, uh, he had a big ass red rug in the front of the shit. And she doesn't. Landmark. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like you just come. It just doesn't make sense. No. It just and doesn't make sense, think, honestly, man. I don't think the I don't think the threat narrative is going to work because this man was in his home. And uh, man, listen to her testimony. She said she said that she told him to get his hands up um, after the gun was drawn on him, and he proceeded to walk toward us and walk walking toward her to say, as he was saying, "Hey, hey, hey." Uh, I don't know anybody in their right mind with a gun drawn on them, even in their own home, is going to walk up on somebody screaming, hey, hey, hey. They're probably going to just keep their hands up. If I don't know. If it was me, I would think it's a jack move, and I would just let you jack me. I'm not about to, especially if I'm unarmed, I'm not about to run up on you. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. To get and dip out. So you, she wants us to so, believe that when she nah. went through the door of his apartment, she raised like she wants us to believe she just she went she thought it was hers so she went in and like he just advanced on her so quick that she's like oh and she just had to shoot like I'm like come on come on not at all come on no because with that okay if a stranger came and opened my door right now I'm gonna probably be in shock first yeah I'm trying 
I'm going to try and stand there and look and see like, yo, it's, first of all, is this really happening? Yeah. Who the hell is this? Yeah. Then I'm going to try and see what, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to look yeah. at the situation and see what my next action is. Yeah, you're definitely not going to just bum rush somebody who walks into your apartment. Like, that's what I'm saying. Because you like you say, you're going to be like, what the hell? Who, how the hell did you get in here? Exactly. Who are you? Like, you're going to try to analyze the situation as quickly as possible. I, might, I mean, obviously, but you would, you're going to do that. And she makes it seem like, she, and she says all this happened within like a few seconds. So you just want us to believe like he was just waiting to attack you. Like it's just, but it was his apartment. So like you said, that, his whole disposition doesn't even make sense because it's like Ian is all he's a, he's at his home field. He's chilling. Exactly. Yeah, like I was saying, I think there's something more sinister behind this. She was in relations with a partner. Yeah. Who, who has white supremacists. Back, uh, he has a white supremacist background, right? I believe. Yeah, and he also killed an unarmed black man, and she was, you know, that was her okay. little man, dude. They was, they was doing, they was cheating with each other. So I don't know. I'm gonna just play NYPD right now. I don't know. <laughs> Go ahead, but for me, I feel like I feel like uh, it may have been some type of initiation or some type of. Uh, yeah, some type of like initiation or something. This guy was targeted. Why? I don't know. I mean, maybe just because he was black, random guy that was just close in proximity. Uh, I feel like she knocked. I feel like the dude let her in, opened the door, and she screamed out loud whatever that dude told her to scream out loud because he definitely laced her up with a script and a story. And a moment. Yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I said, it's the perfect accident. He's been through it before. Yeah, like, he's been through it before because he killed an unarmed black man. That's what I'm saying, dog. It's the perfect accident, dog. It's the perfect. It's the perfect accident. Like nobody's gonna like. Yeah, you see what I'm trying to say? Like it doesn't. It's too perfect of an accident for anybody to believe you. Like you went into the wrong house and you shot and killed somebody, and you're like, well, I mean, hey, I thought he was a threat, and you want people to just be like, you know what? And so you're right. And prior to this even happening. She's sitting in her car deleting text messages from this guy. So do this and then text the same guy two days later or a day later. Yeah, she was deleting the text after she shot Buddy because she said she didn't want it to get out that they was, you know, having a relationship, which it did anyway, because of course it did. And so then she said they were texting. They were texting before. And he was asking her, are you still there? Are you still there? Asking her if she was at the job. And then she said, leaving now. And then she sent him something on Snapchat, but she deleted it. And yeah, it was like a picture on Snapchat or whatever saying, want to touch. She sent that to him. And then she went to the apartment and shot the dude. So I don't know. And then she deleted more texts after while she was sitting in the car. Just to go text the same guy again a couple of days later. That's a bit. That's a yeah. Bit she said, "Yeah, a bit idiotic." To be yeah. honest, yeah, man, she's. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't know how she expects us to believe her. Uh, I know I don't. I know you don't. We have our different reasons for why we don't. But even for me, I'm I'm a cynic, and I don't see I don't see how this makes sense to anyone. I don't see how jury. But you know, it's white jury, white America. So maybe she will get off, but I just cannot see. Um, Dude, I don't even see how they could get off, though. Like, how? 
Because like I, they'll believe it, and she's a cop, and they're trying to frame the narrative as if she was like reacting as a cop. You get what I'm saying? That's what I'm trying to tell y'all. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Even like she's, they're trying to frame it to where like, oh, he was a threat. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I'm a cop. Like, like that's why they keep talking about her training and why her being a cop does matter. She's not a. She wasn't a cop like at the time. Like she wasn't trying to arrest him or anything. So it can't be. You, you can't cloak her in her cop duty. Like if she was on duty, you know, this would be open shut case. Like nobody would give a damn because she was on duty. But she says she wasn't on duty. They have to try to spin it like she was on duty. Like create the context around it as if she was on duty. So that's why they ask the questions like that. And 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 right. yeah and yeah. yeah man and it's and and it's making me it makes me sick. Like yo man if you I don't know if you have but and and those of you out there listening like go and if you guys get the chance like. You could just got your YouTube premium. I don't know who got YouTube premium out there, but if you do got it, you could just put it on the background and listen to that that testimony and what they ask her. Like they're trying to, man, it's so kind of it's real messed up, man. How they're trying to do that, how they're trying to paint it as if like she just like he was a th- like he's not a threat, man. He was sitting in his own crib. Like how can you? But I guess that's what her prosecution is going to try to do to get her off. And it's sad that you know. And then people get upset at black people because we feel a way about. The police. And it's like, well, when this shit's happening to you and on a consistent basis, it's not even this, and not even just this. A lot of stuff just happens on a consistent basis like this. You would feel a way, too. You would be biased towards the police, too, because it just doesn't make sense. Like you busted into this random black dude's house and killed him. You know? Yeah. Like she busted into his house and just and just smoked him. And then, and then, yeah. go sit up on the stand and cry. Oops. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oops. And I, was take. I, I thought I was in my apartment, so uh, I'm sorry. This yeah. man's whole life is gone. Yeah. Somebody's son, father, brother. Yeah, all that just gone over this bitch. <laughs> Gotta watch my life. Over this shit's <laughs> mistake. Yeah. You know, and and it was a mistake if you believe that it was a mistake and. Either way it go, man, she got to sit behind bars for this. So maybe they'll get her on some manslaughter and she'll have to go sit for that. But I can't see murder just for the simple fact that she's a cop and they're trying to frame it as if like she was answering a call or she was on duty or something. Like, oh, he and he's, like I said, she kept repeating. She kept throughout her testimony. She just kept calling him a threat. Both of them. She kept calling him a threat. Yeah, I thought he was a threat. He was a threat. He's a, I, neutral, I, I was trained to neutralize a threat. Like, he's not a threat, sweetheart. You were the yeah, threat. She was trying to neutralize the threat. She utilized the double tap. She didn't utilize the proper uh, CPR and uh, uh, the critical health she was supposed to utilize after she shot the guy. She didn't utilize any of that. Yeah, she that... didn't utilize her situational awareness. She could have easily just backed out. If it was her apartment and she do, she comes in her apartment and there's some black a black guy or some guys in there, really? Is that what she's going to do? I personally would back out, but I'm not a cop, but I would back out and probably call somebody, draw my gun and let them know, hey, I'm armed. And this is what I'm about to do. I'm not just about to start busting. Man, she walked up in there like Yosemite Sam, dog. She just walked in like and just started spraying. Like, I'm like, damn. And she just wants us to believe that, you know. And then the ballistics say that he was sitting down when she shot him. Yeah, man, that shit. Yeah. it it's was just like a gang initiation. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, dude, it's something bad behind that. It's really something sinister behind that. 
Yeah. And I hope she doesn't walk That's though. That's what I believe. I hope they get her on something. Just get her on something. I mean, dang, we know we're not gonna get murdered. Black people, white people don't go to jail for killing black people murder in America. So we understand that that's not going to happen, but at least give her something, give her, give her some manslaughter or something. Cause it should be murder because it wasn't murdered, bro. Like that's what it was, but yeah, you know, they'll give her manslaughter and she'll be out. If she even ever goes in, I don't have, I don't have, uh, any, any, um, any, uh, no, faith, huh? no, no, I don't because we've seen it too many times. We've seen the Trayvon Martin situation. We've seen just so many situations uh, that these cops just, just get to skate. And so, you know, no, I don't. And I don't. And I disagree with, and I was telling my dad this earlier. I disagree with any black person that thinks that we don't need to get guns either. Like I said, not for no revolutionary guerrilla warfare, none of that mumbo jumbo, but just for your personal protection, man. Not saying that for this dude, um, Botham, Gene. Not to say that having a gun would have, would have protected him in this situation, but I'm just saying, for any situation, you might as well try to maximize your self-protection as much as you can, your personal protection as much as you can, to me, if you're black. You know, that's security systems for your home. It seems like we all need to be invested in some damn security systems for our homes because, you know. For sure. Yeah, and I don't know what you can get for your apartment, but dang, man, you need something because, like, that's crazy. Had he had his own security system, they would have had the tape, and they'd have seen exactly what happened. This is my thing, though, because I'm in an apartment right now, and the way that my door's set up, if I'm in here and my door's locked, no, even if somebody outside had the key, they can't get in because there's two boss. I don't know. Maybe his was set up differently. Yeah. I'm assuming it was. Yeah. Maybe not, which alludes back to what I was saying earlier, and that, that shit probably knocked on the door. Mm. He let her in. But why would he let her in? And then because they, they said that she he was sitting down when he got shot. Now, see, that's what I'm saying. That's why all this stuff is so hard to, exp- to prove. With murder, you got to prove intent. So then you have to prove, like, how did she get to the apartment? How did she get access inside? It's well, so dude, much that's, intent. that's intent like a motherfucker, bro. If he was sitting down, how is he a threat sitting down? Yeah, but how did she even because get in? And she lied. It's not even clear how she got in. She just basically said, like, the door was open pretty much. Like, she said she put her key in and twisted it and it was open. She said she was like, oh, it's open. And she said she heard something when she was coming in, so she drew her gun. Mm. And then she blasted. So rest in peace, that mm. brother, man. Hopefully you can get justice in this crooked land, but I don't have any faith. You know, if she does get something, you know, I'll say it's better than nothing. But you're right, I'm suspicious. Her partner had killed an unarmed black man before. So it's that's just that's just too too much coincidence for me. And uh, I'm going to be keeping an eye on it. I, I, I encourage everybody out there that's listening to go and just get on your YouTube, you know, and just let it play and just listen to the trial so you can hear it for yourself, her testimony and the people testifying, testifying on behalf of her. Uh, there was some coon dude. He's he was saying that she was reasonably you. Uh, you heard play, me playing the art. You heard the video of him saying like he thought her reaction to this was reasonable and. Her what she did was reasonable, and her thought that she was in her own apartment was reasonable. And I'm like, y'all, the cops be on cold, man. They be on cold, like they don't, they don't never slip off the te- like, like protecting one another. Like, dude, you're just, you're just. And thank God for the judge, bro. Black woman, she threw that out too, so that's good because the jury didn't need to hear that bullshit. 
Not at all. Because <laughs> I know she probably, dog, because we, yeah, you need a good judge because, like, dog, that's, that's not, um, yeah, you can't, ha- you can't have him saying things like it was reasonable for her to react that way because it wasn't reasonable because the facts of it all is that she was not in the right place. She was not in yep, her. And a man is dead. Yeah, so you can't say what she yep. did was reasonable. You can't say it was reasonable for her to think that she was in the her own apartment like that. How often does that even happen, man? Like ah, like everybody's walked into a room that we weren't supposed to be in before. Like how often? How often do you walk into a room that you're not supposed to be in and you just start attacking people? Exactly. exactly. But anyway, yeah, like Tyler storms. It's my like I said, I've been in this apartment. Uh, I've been here for about two months, a little over two months, and I've never done that ever. Not once. Never. Never. Because it doesn't happen. So she planned it. And like I said, it's the perfect it's the perfect accident. So she got that off. You know, my advice to my listeners and other black people out there who may be listening to this, yo man, if you're able to carry, pick up and start carrying. I'm not saying it would have it's gonna save you in every situation, but man, it's a lot of people out here that are interested in harming you. And we'll take, you know, sure. and, and that's a fact, you know, from the 18 yeah. year old girl that got stabbed up in Oakland with the white supremacist. He was a white supremacist initiation. He just stabbed her random. So I'm not saying that to be all, you know, dark and stuff. I'm just saying it's like this is real. This stuff does happen. Um, And this Amber Geiger situation is just another example and a long list of brothers and sisters that have been killed by police and other white supremacists. She's a suspected one. I don't know if she is, but. It's not looking too good. So just protect yourself, you know, be on the defense. Make sure that you can always defend yourself because there's no point in, you know, letting them, you know, do some foul stuff like that. Anything you got to say, Art, yo, before we get up out of here? No. (laughs) All right, man. So anyways, I'm sorry. I didn't mean No, I said my piece. All right. So as anyways, anybody, everybody, you can subscribe to the Demote podcast. On Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you could also follow me on Twitter at DMC for President. My Instagram is the same thing. Or what's your Instagram? IG, the people. Uh, lowercase BBY underscore B R U Z A. And that's pronounced or enunciated as Baby Bruiser. There you go. That's your IG, right? You don't have a Twitter. That's my yeah, no, no, yeah. So yeah, this is just a little special edition, man. Me and my man, we just chopping it up. We just wanted to give you um, our two cents on the Amber Geiger situation because you know it was uh, weighing on us pretty heavily because that that you know it ain't right. But until next week, y'all, keep it locked. It was a demo tape.